Hi everybody, thank you for joining me here on People Are Talking. This is a short story I'm bringing to you today called Emily's Vision. Today is Thursday, November 16, 2023. I do hope you enjoy the story. Oh my God, no, no, please. God knows what's happening to me. I can't see it's black, everything's black. Please, no, please, I'm sorry. Please, God, not this. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining me here on People Are Talking. This is a short story I'm bringing to you today called Emily's Vision. Today is Thursday, November 16, 2023. I do hope you enjoy the story. Oh my God, no, no, please. God knows what's happening to me. I can't see it's black, everything's black. Please, no, please, I'm sorry. Please, God, not this. What you've just heard is a desperate plea for help from Emily Nelson to God. I'm going to have to rewind, of course. I'm going to take you back a year before this desperate plea of hell. Emily Nelson was a 40-year-old wife and mother. She was a school teacher. She taught elementary school. Her husband was a pastor at a church. He had quite the following. One day, they decided they had a daughter. She was 12 years old. And she had never gone to Disneyland. And it was her dream to go to Disneyland. However, Emily was not able to attend the trip. So Emily's husband, Bill, decided to take Sabrina, their daughter, to Disneyland for a weekend. Everyone packed up the things. Emily packed the bags and the clothes and everything was all in place. They decided to take a flight, make it faster. They lived in Florida. So they were going to be taking the trip to Los Angeles, of course. The day came. Everyone hugged and kissed. Emily drove them to the airport. And they all boarded the plane. Emily went back home. She was tired from her day. She had her whole, whole week at work, actually. With the children. 
So she decided she would lie down and take a nap. So that's exactly what she did. She had her supper, she took a shower, and she lied down. She was just going to sleep until she got the, the phone call that they hadn't made it in to their hotel. She slept, she woke up, she was well rested. She sat up in the bed, she yawned, stretched her arms. And she realized that she looked at the phone and the time and that she had not received a call yet. So she checked her voicemail. She didn't have any calls from there, from either one of them. She was a little bit concerned. But she said, well, maybe there's a delay. I'll just, you know, give it a little more time. So she got up and she went to the kitchen. She poured herself some juice. Then she went into the living room. She sat down on the sofa. She took the remote and she turned the television on. Well, unfortunately, there was a news, a news flash, a broadcast interruption that the flight from Florida to Los Angeles had not made it. It was, it crashed and there were no survivors, none, aboard the flight. She just sat there and she said, wait, maybe I'm still sleeping or dreaming. It's possible, you know, that I'm still in my deep sleep. Just then, her phone rang. It was her mother-in-law. She says, Emily, are you sitting down? Emily says, yes, Mom. Why? What? She says, Emily, the plane didn't make it. The flight didn't make it. That Bill and Sabrina were on. She said, oh God, Mom. I'm sitting here watching on the news. I thought I was dreaming because I just woke up. She says, no. You're not dreaming. She says, we'll, we'll be there soon. We're going to come to be with you. We're on our way now. I'm so sorry. We'll see you as soon as we can, dear. We love you. And we just sat there. She didn't even hang up the phone. She sat there. And she says, God, why? Why? Why would I don't understand? Bill was a pastor. He did your work. He did your work. And then Sabrina was just a kid. She's never gonna get married, have kids. I don't understand why would you do something like this?
and she just laid down on the sofa, but she just cried, and she just cried, and she just cried. She just let the phone drop on the floor. There was no words. There was nothing. There was nothing she could do. There's no feeling like this. She just was in shock. Eventually, her mother-in-law and dad, they showed up. They took control. They helped her with everything, all the plans. Of course, they had everything already planned out. For the next few weeks to come, Emily struggled her and her mom and dad, mother-in-law, father-in-law, and of course the church, the parishioners, they all struggled with this tragedy. The church, of course, they picked a new pastor. He was also a member, Pastor Coleman. Pastor Coleman, over the next few weeks, he talked with Emily and their family, of course, regarding what happened. Emily was really distraught, and he was worried that she was going to pull back away from the church. She told him she didn't understand why God would let this happen. Pastor Coleman told Emily that we're not supposed to question what happens with the Lord. That we're not to lean on our own understanding, but to have faith in the Lord. Now, even though we don't understand it, we know that he does what is necessary or what is in the plan. Of course, that was no consolation for Emily. Time went on. Emily took a leave of absence from work. Her mother-in-law and father-in-law stayed with her. They told her they would stay with her as long as she needed them to be there. She was in a really bad way. The mother and father-in-law attended service every Sunday, faithfully there, but her husband builds church. Emily attended two services, and then gradually stopped attending the service. The mom and dad was concerned about her, as were the parishioners and Pastor Coleman. The mom asked Emily to please meet with the pastor and, and talk with him regarding her concerns. And she agreed. He came to the home. He sat with Emily. Emily wanted their mom and dad to be in on me, and they were, for support. Pastor, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I can't help it. I don't understand 
why why would does the Lord allow such things to happen to to my husband and his faithful servant and my daughter our daughter Sabrina so young I don't understand the pastor it just doesn't seem right I'm really struggling with this I'm, I'm, I'm angry actually Pastor Coleman looked, he, he dropped his hand, he raised it again. He says, Emily, I understand, those are normal feelings right now, that, that's normal. You should, you know, be upset and confused. But the Lord does things in His way, in His way, in His time. We're not to question Him. We're not to lean on our understanding. We're not to there's some things we just won't understand and we just have to accept it Lord there were the whole crew members all of the crew members perished and I say that to say that I don't believe that everyone was being punished singled out we don't understand why these things happen but they do However, we have to, we have to embrace our faith in times like this even more than ever. I understand, Pastor, but I just can't get, I just can't understand it. Pastor Coleman says, Emily, I, I haven't seen you in the last two, three services. I hope you're not. I hope you're not pulling away from the Lord right now. She's Pastor, uh, I must say, I must tell you, I just can't, I just cannot bring myself to come back in there, in the house of the Lord. Every time I do, I, I just get angry and confused because Bill's not there and, and Sabrina's not here and I, I just can't. I don't understand. I'm still. I'm. I have so much, so much confused feelings. Emily, I understand that. And you're gonna take the time that you need. But please, please don't, don't turn your, don't turn away from the Lord right now. Please, Bill would not want that. Neither would Serena. Okay, so. I'm going to go now. I'm here whenever you want to talk. Whenever you need me. And also, for mom and dad, I'm here for you as well. So, the pastor left. The mom and said, Emily, I f would you like me to fix your plate, dear? Dinner's ready. She says, no, mama, I'm not hungry right now. Just put it, cover it up, I'll get it later. She says, okay, but dear, you must, you need to eat, you need to keep your strength up. Emily says, yeah, I suppose, but why? It's like he's taken everything away from me that was important, and yet I'm supposed to go on. I don't know how to go on without them. Emily's mom and law and dad looked at each other, and they, 
dropped their head and they said, we understand, dear. As time went on, Emily stopped going to church altogether. The mom and dad returned home. They lived 30 minutes away, but they assured her they would be there whenever she needed them. Emily went back to work because she needed to be busy. She needed something to hold on to. Time went on. She just took it one day at a time. She was working in her class one day and she was reading in the book to the children and her vision became blurred and she started getting a headache and she didn't know what to do so. She took a couple of Tylenol and she continued the rest of her day. Oh, next week, she still had the same problem. She was singing double and she was having headaches. It got to the point where she could not read to the children. She could not grade their work. It was affecting her job. Oh my God, what do I do? Then we made an appointment with the doctor. She went to the doctor. The doctor referred to a lie doctor, ophthalmologist. She had her ophthalmology appointment and the ophthalmologist couldn't find anything. So when she had her visit with the doctor to go over her results, the doctor sat down and says, Emily, I cannot find a simple thing wrong. We cannot find anything wrong with your eyes. Your eyes are normal. They're in good shape. We did an MRI CAT scan of course. You have no problem that we can that we can recognize. Um, are you getting enough rest, dear, and sleep? And are you eating? Because we know you're dealing with this loss. Yes, doctor. I, ever since I returned to work, I've made a decision to do my very best to be healthy and and move forward forward. The children need me and I need them. So yes, I'm taking my vitamins, I'm, I'm eating properly, exercising. I don't know what it could be. Stress, maybe. Well, listen, just, we'll keep an eye on things. If you need something, are you sleeping okay? Um, yes, I'm pretty, pretty much a doctor. Would you like me to give you a prescription for sleeping? No, doctor, I won't need that. Thank you, though. He says, okay. I'll make an appointment on your way out. So she made an appointment on the way out. She went home. She called her mom-in-law. Mom said, how does the visit go? Mom, they can't find a thing wrong with me. Nothing at all. I'm eating, I'm taking my vitamins, I'm exercising. Only thing I can think of is maybe I'm just still stressed and don't know, not realize it. And the mom said, okay, yes, it's possible. Just be patient with yourself, dear. Maybe you could talk to Pastor Coleman. Oh, mom, please. I, he's going to complain about my not coming to service. I don't want to talk to him right now. 
over the next week, two weeks, her, it got worse. She started having more and more headaches, and her vision became worse and worse. It got to the point where one day she had to actually take all day off, a sick day. She was not, the truth is, she could not see well in order to teach the children. She didn't know what to do. She called her mom again and her mom talked to her. She says, Emily, I don't know what it is. You assured me and I believe you, dear, that you're doing all that you can. If it's stress, why don't you take it to the Lord? Ask Him to help you. Mom, please, let's not have this conversation. I still can't. I still can't go to him. I still feel a little bit angry with him. I guess you can see a lot. I can't, I can't right now. I understand, dear. Well, I'm here you need me. So they hang up the phone, Emily. Ate her supper, took a warm bath. And she lied down. It was the weekend, so she didn't have to worry about school. She was doing her house chores around the house, and she realized that. She thought that her lights were down low, that she had dimmed them, yet it was her eyesight. It was getting worse. It was getting worse. So she took her trouble aspirin and she says, oh, I don't know what's going on. Then we lie down to go to sleep. When she woke up, she opened her eyes. She couldn't see anything. Oh my God, no, no, please. God knows what's happening to me. I can't see it's black, everything's black. Please, no, please, I'm sorry. Please, God, not this. And Emily woke up to total darkness. She could not see anything. Oh my God, oh my God. I'm so sorry. She fell to her knees. She just fell out of bed and she fell on her knees and she started crying, sobbing. Please, Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. I know I turned away. I turned away from you. Please restore my sight. I understand now. I turned away from you. I shouldn't have. I didn't know. Please, Lord. I understand now. I need you now more than ever. Please, Father, please. Please forgive me. Return my sight. Emily got up. She looked around. She looked around. She was t 
tears just streaming down her face. But she was shaking violently. And she was praying to the Lord. Saying the Lord's prayer. She was asking for forgiveness. She just fell across her bed. And she just cried. She laid there. She stopped crying. And just laid there. She slowly sat up in the bed. And she looked around. As she was looking around, she could see. She started seeing light. Then she started seeing shadows and features, forms, things around the room. She realized her sight was coming back. She started praising the Lord. Oh God, thank you. I'll never doubt you again. Never doubt you again. I'm so ashamed. I'm so sorry. Her sight was totally restored. She never had that problem again. She started attending services. She shared her experience with the church. How she had gotten angry with the Lord and lost faith and her sight started leaving. That was letting her know that she was losing sight on not only the physical world around her, but on Lord's, and that was not what she needed to do. She would share this story every other Sunday. She started participating more in the church, helping the pastor and the other parishioners. Everything, it just turned around. Eventually, she met a really nice man in the church. He had been a widow, a widower as well. They met. They grew to love one another. They married. And she had one more child. Thank you all for joining me here. I do hope you enjoyed the story. If you did, please share it with your family and friends. Remember, be nice to someone today. Always be nice to yourself. Remember, Jesus loves you more than you love yourself. Jesus loves you even if you don't know him or love him. And Jesus is just waiting for you to seek him. Thanks, everybody. Peace.